Welcome to the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast brought to you by Lake Country Sleep. I'm your host, Erin. I am a boy mom, avid coffee drinker, sleep consultant, and expert in early childhood development and education. I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to this episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. If you are listening today and you are a newborn mom or an expecting mom, this episode is one you are going to want to listen all the way to the end for. I have Maggie Omick from Lake Country Newborns on with me, and she's going to give a little bit of information about what she does as a postpartum doula and maybe some quick tips for you for when you bring your little one home from the hospital. So Maggie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Erin. It's very exciting. Yes, I'm so glad you're here. So can you start by giving us a little bit of background about how and why you became a postpartum doula in the Lake Country area? Sure. So I'm not a doula uh, by trade initially, which I suppose that's kind of how we all start. Um, I'm actually a master's level social worker. I thought I wanted to get into the whole um, world of adoptions. I'm one of four adopted kids. So that was kind of always my passion. Um, I graduated back in 2002. And for anybody out there who remembers what those times were like, you couldn't get a job to save your life. (laughs) Um, So After getting my undergrad, I then pursued my master's degree, and I ended up, um, the closest I could get to adoptions was foster care um, in Milwaukee County. So I did that for a while. Um, That could be a whole nother podcast, Um, but I found myself quickly wanting to switch it up and get a little bit closer to um, adoptions or I guess the birth world of social work. So um, I started off as the assistant house manager at a group home for pregnant and parenting teens in Waukesha. And that was, um, geez, that must've been January of 2006. Um, kind of worked my way up there and ended up being the group home manager. Um, and then became a mom myself. <laughs> and for anybody out there listening, once you become a mom, sometimes your priorities change. So I had always dreamed of sort of being a stay-at-home mom Um, when our beautiful Annabelle came to us, that just wasn't in the cards because we still needed my supplemental income. Um, so I just got creative and pivoted and decided to leave that career in management and social work and opened my own in-home daycare, um, became certified and had kind of, um, you know, you meet a lot of cool people along the way when you're working in different jobs. And one of the staff from the group home had actually come from a daycare background. She worked at a really lovely, big organized daycare. And she had left that group home to open her own in-home daycare, kind of using the routine, loose routine that she had been exposed to at that daycare. So she was kind enough to kind of share that with me. I made my own tweaks. And in 2008, um, I opened my own in-home daycare and um, did that for almost a decade, um, just over seven years And I worked with kids, you know, um, babies all the way up to school age um, and everything in between. So um, had always been, I don't know, everybody's big sister. I mean, I'm 
second out of four in my family. So, and I'm quite a bit older than my little brother. So I've always been around babies, always helped hands-on from the time I was eight. Um, my younger sister kept saying to me after I had kids, you should be a postpartum doula or you should be a doula. And I was like, no, I'm a social worker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. If anything, I'm going to get back into the social work world. Um, and I don't want to go to births. Like, I just didn't want to be on call. That is not my calling. That is a wonderful field. Um, and I was just more interested in the postpartum side of things. And she said, no, you can like be a postpartum doula. Like you can help families transition to life with the newborn after they arrive. So that was really intriguing to me. Um, I don't know about you, Erin, but after the birth of my first daughter, I really st struggled with some postpartum depression. Um, never really knew that was a thing. Or if I did know it was a thing, I, I didn't know it could be so serious. Um, so the idea of being able to kind of combine my skill set as a social worker and then my passion for helping young new moms led me to get professionally trained as a postpartum doula. And that was back in 2018. Um, I tried to do my own thing for a while. And when I say tried to do my own thing, that was like print off some business cards and maybe mention to a few people that I was, you know, working as a doula. Um, and then my midwife that I had for both of the births of both of my daughters, I'd reached out to her and asked if there was, you know, any other way that I could kind of connect. And she connected me with a wonderful resource um, who had agencies both in Madison and Milwaukee. And I ended up um, working with her for a number of years. And um, let's see, this past winter, um, the plan was that I was going to actually buy the Milwaukee branch and the short version of the story is it just didn't work out um, and decided to then open my own, open my own um, newborn care agency right here in Lake Country. I love that. I also love how your story completely changed when you became <laughs> a mom, because I feel like so many women in the parenting education world, like that's that's what happened. You become a mom, mm -hmm. your priorities change. You want something that is a little more flexible, allows you to be with your child. And that's exactly what, you know, you opening your daycare was for you and, um, eventually led you to this path of being a postpartum doula. And that's the same for me with, um, sleep consulting. You know, I never thought that I would ever leave the classroom. I have been an early childhood educator for the last almost decade and never ever in my life thought I would run or own a business. And now I am running too. So I totally get where you're coming from when, you know, those priorities change after you become a mom. Um, okay. So you're now doing this postpartum doula work. You've started your own agency a really common question that I get asked and even wonder myself because I've worked, you know, with some postpartum doulas and some newborn care specialists. What, what are the differences between those titles? Postpartum doula, night nanny, newborn care specialist. Can you kind of outline that for us? Yes. And there is a lot of overlap. That is for sure. Um, so I'll go over what my sort of understanding or definition of each is um, postpartum doula. So we are all professionally trained. I kind of think of a postpartum doula 
It's sort of like what your mom or your mother-in-law would come over to help with after you have a baby. Um, my very first private client um, was kind of like you, like, okay, but what does a postpartum doula really do? And she would explain it to her friends as anything short of a sponge bath. <laughs> Cause you know, we all have like boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so what a typical kind of helping shift looks like is we might um, support with breastfeeding or bottle feeding, direct baby care, some lighthouse work, um, sibling care, a little bit of meal prep, going over some sleep solutions, different than what you do, Erin. Um, I say it's more of like a broad, a very broad um, kind of education there with sleep. Um, and then also the support and care of parents. And I'm, again, that social work piece is I really think the resource referrals are a huge component of the postpartum doula um, profession. And then also emotional and relational support. So I think of it as kind of like a holistic approach to the whole family. Um, I've found recently a lot of young, not young, because we're all different ages. Isn't that beautiful and amazing? You see women having babies at all different ages and stages, but new, new parents, whatever their age are. They truly, there's so much information out there, Erin, on how to take care of a baby and how to feed them and how to help them sleep and how to wrap them and how to make sure they're warm. I mean, it's just so much information. I've, I've found that new parents are um, overwhelmed. So we've been doing a lot of truly like baby coaching, like here's how you soothe the baby. If you don't like this way, here's a resource that you can check it out this way or check it out that way, because I'm a big believer that there's not one way you have to be flexible. Every baby's different. Every parent's different. I always try to help parents think about what do you want your life to look like in two years? Like, I know we're, we're going two minutes to two hours right here, but what's important to you? Do you want baby to have a routine? Do you want baby to continue to sleep in your room? I'm getting kind of off track, but that's how I roll. So it's a very holistic kind of broad look with the postpartum doula. Um, newborn care specialists are like, angels from above. (laughs) So they are um, specially educated in direct infant care. So feeding, burping, changing, soothing, again, a little bit of sleep solutions. Um, They they do have to go through um, a specific training and, you know, it's kind of like baby 101. Um, I've seen a lot of people who start off as nannies will look into the newborn care specialist training just for continuing education to keep their skills sharp, um, to be able to offer that next level of professionalism in the childcare industry. So night nanny, the funny thing is for years, um, despite my best efforts to explain that I was a doula, I would consistently get called a night nanny, um, either by people who had hired me or agencies I was working for. Um, and a night nanny in simple terms is just somebody who cares for your baby at night. They are not necessarily a postpartum doula. They're not necessarily even a newborn care specialist. Um, so yes, you could hire somebody to take care of the baby while you sleep at night. Um, in, in my opinion, if I was a parent, I didn't, I didn't have any postpartum um, professional support. I had in-laws and other lovely people that helped. Um, I personally would want somebody in the home who's trained in sleep cues, um, human growth and development, the family structure. Um, people just tend to use night nanny as like a common casual term for overnight support. Um, so if people reach out to Lake Country newborns and they're looking for a night nanny, I just kind of let it be. And then I just kind of explain, 
you know, here's how we're different. Um, one thing I would like to add, because there has been a recent change um, to who Lake Country Newborns is attracting in terms of um, support is um, labor and delivery and postpartum registered nurses have been um, coming our way, looking for an opportunity um, to just use their expertise and their natural nurturing nature. And it, I've learned that it's a really good fit for what we're doing. Um, just to be clear, they're not, they can't practice medicine or nursing in the home. So in some ways, it sounds like it's been nice for them to kind of leave that at the door. And if they see something, they can say, you know, check with your pediatrician on X, Y, or Z, but they're able to really focus on mom, baby, dad, whoever else is in the home. So um, we've actually added nurses to our, to our fleet of professional nurturers as well. Very cool. Nurses have a special place in my heart. So yes. So what other kinds of services do you guys offer families if they're coming to Lake Country Newborns, like inquiring, like, like, let's say I'm doing two weeks or a month, whatever. Um, What, what would you tell me? Yeah. So we offer professional postpartum overnight and daytime support for baby and family for the first year of life. So I have found that a lot of families call and they don't really know what help they need. They just, they just know they want it. So sometimes we start um, with a little bit of overnight care and overnight care. Generally those shifts started about 10 o'clock at night and they go to about six in the morning. Um, you know, if the specialist comes in, there's usually a little bit of chit chat just about what went on during the day, what baby's mood was like, what mom or dad's mood was like. Um, we might help with a little bit of the baby laundry, wash the bottles, talk about different referrals or resources that might be useful to them given whatever topics kind of come up. Um, most parents seem really concerned about sleep. They're very, not all, but some are very intimidated by the idea of losing sleep. Also, so many families now are dual income um, with, even though it's mom giving birth, um, everybody's going back to work eventually. And they they just want good habits um, and to feel rested and ready for each day. So um, that I think is why that overnight piece comes in handy. So for people who, um, again, if they're a little confused on what they want, they, they're not quite sure. We might throw in a couple daytime shifts at first just to see how those go. Now, those are shorter shifts. They're usually about four hours and those vary. So again, I think it's important to work with every family. Some families you're going to walk in and they're going to have piles of laundry for you and a little checklist like, hey, can you go through X, Y, and Z for me? Um, And for us, the way we serve is to lighten their load and make their day feel a little bit more manageable so they can really focus on baby. I've had other mamas that I come in and they want me to be on the baby and they're going to go hop on their Peloton in the next room and get some self-care time in. And they're going to take a long hot shower and come out with clean hair and feel fabulous. That's okay too. Um, Other families want more hands-on training. So we truly walk through with families. Here's a good way to swaddle. Here's how you hold the baby to kind of help them sleep. Here's, you know, a good level to have the sound machine on. Um, Here's, here's some tips on how to set up, um, you know, a functional nursery or a better spot in your room, like very much kind of baby coaching right there in the moment. 
um, as baby's fussing, you know, as baby poops when you're changing her diaper. I mean, it's all those hands-on helpers. Um, and I say we can also be kind of an assistant in daily operations. So I always like to do a quick tidy up, um, check the laundry, restock nursery supplies. I mean, things that you might not think of because you are tired or you've never had a baby before, you know, make sure there's enough diapers there, make sure there's enough wipes. So you don't run out in the middle of the night. Um, I've had families have me stop to run a couple errands on my way to their house. So they don't have to take baby out, um, showers and naps. Those are big things. So um, sometimes just talking through those things with new parents, they say, oh, wow, yes, that sounds great. Or some will say, oh, gosh, no, we have a, you know, cleaning lady comes every two weeks. We don't need help with that. But yeah, I have no idea how to get a baby who's crying to stop crying. So we just kind of work with, ask a lot of questions, find out what their needs are, and then tailor it to every, every family. I love that. So you kind of just meet them where they're at with what yep. they need and step in and kind of guide them along. Yep. And every family's different. Some want a lot of guiding. I've had some nighttime parents who are amazing. I, they figure out that like, you know, they like us, they can trust us. We're going to take good care of their baby. And I'll get a text on the drive that says, you know, there's a bottle of milk in the fridge. Uh, wake me up when he gets up around two or three to nurse. Thanks so much. You know, like they're just, they've got a plan and we stick to the plan. So everybody's different. That's awesome. Okay. Rapid fire. I know I'm springing this on you. I love it. Bring it. What are the best top three meals someone can deliver to a family with a newborn? Oh my gosh. Okay. So my kids would attest to this. I'm going to say anything that's heavy on the vegetables with the side of fruit. I'm a big believer um, that the more colors you eat, the better you're going to feel. So um, one thing that new families might not realize is that if baby is having some digestive issues, um, the top culprit is usually dairy. So I would say as hard as it is in Wisconsin, um, to, to try to pick something, you know, you can bring over a pot of chili that has like some extra chopped up zucchini in it and put the cheese on the side. So something like that, that can be like really easy and hearty um, and healthy. So I would say chili is a number one thing. Um, here is my other go-to favorite, which you probably would not expect that I would say, um, like some breakfast burritos that you can wrap in individual um, wrappers so they can either be baked for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, as far as I'm concerned, right? And maybe a jar of salsa if they want to dip that in. Okay, so that was two. Top three meals, chili, breakfast burritos, and I would say, man, Aaron, you are putting me on the spot. Something with chicken? I don't know. Everybody loves chicken. Chicken, rice, and broccoli? That was, that I was going to say, yeah, one brought us, it was like a chicken, rice and broccoli recipe. And it was yep. hands down my favorite meal to eat. And it's after that <laughs> and it's safe, right? Like, yeah. I mean, let's say they don't like chicken. Okay. So you can eat the rice and broccoli. Like, let's say they don't eat carbs, whatever. Fine. Eat the chicken and the broccoli. Like, you know, just try to cover all your bases. So no, that's a great question. Food is huge for the postpartum family. It is. Okay. Next question. What is your best tip for a breastfeeding mom? Yeah, um, have a, this is an old one. I didn't make it up. Have a glass of water every time you're going to nurse. 
Um, and one thing I actually am starting to notice too, is maybe give yourself a snack. I mean, breastfeeding is no joke. Um, you're burning a lot of calories. Your body is also healing postpartum. So, um, I've been trying to suggest to moms, like, you know, use that as a, a reminder to you to do something to take care of yourself. So maybe that's grabbing, um, a handful of almonds or leaving blueberries out to kind of munch on them, you know, after you get baby kind of situated after a feed. Um, so take care of yourself too. That would be my tip for that. Okay. Best way for a dad to get involved. Mm-hmm. Be kind always. No, I'm just kidding. Oh man. Your wife is um, in a sensitive place. Yes. Life is in a very delicate, sensitive place. Um, I think new moms need a lot of encouragement because everything is new. That maternal instinct kind of kicks in and I don't think we really trust it right away. Um, so if dad can be very positive, oh man. And dad's really, they want to have a lot of fun with the baby. And here's the thing, when baby's six days old, there's not, there's, there's no jokes to be told. There's no tricks to be had. Um, just be mindful of that. So I've been working with parents in this sort of situation where, okay, if you're going to try to get your baby on a good sort of routine, because let's face it, a two week old can't really be on a schedule. At least I don't think so. I'm sure there's somebody out there who does, but let's work in a routine. So you're going to baby's going to wake, you're going to change her, you're going to feed her. And then there's that very short window, especially in those early days where baby's going to be maybe awake for a little bit. That is a great time for dad to step in because then it's okay to talk, to sing, to really engage. But then we need to work with everybody to zip it when it's time for baby to go to sleep. Yeah. I always teach that, um, the, those first few weeks, especially there's no schedule. However, nope. you can start with that routine and totally. That, yeah. 100% where dad can step in. Okay. Last rapid fire question. Okay. Uh, two best activities for self-care. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but like I do self-care Saturday every Saturday, because I think, um, I mean, hindsight's 2020, right? Like I did not do enough self-care when I was a postpartum mom. Um, and I'm such a proponent of it. Um, long hot shower. And if you have somebody in the home, a newborn care specialist, postpartum doula, family member, husband, wife, whatever you got going on, give yourself a spa shower. So grab like all your random fun things you have, hair masks, sea salt scrubs. I don't know. Sometimes I brush my teeth in the shower just so you can have that hot water on your back. So take a nice long hot shower. Um, and this is something that I learned from my mom who is not a doula, but she is a mother of four and like extraordinary at small children. Um, the sleep cure. Sometimes the best thing you can do is go to bed. So if your baby is napping at six o'clock and you are tired, go to bed. I'm not saying sleep when the baby sleeps. Like, I think that is a lot of pressure to try to fall into that habit, but I'm talking about, you feel like you're going to hit a wall. Um, just go to bed. <laughs> Those are two showers and beds. Those are really good self-care habits. I love it. Maggie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Where can we find you online? Where can we connect with you? Yep. Um, our website is lakecountrynewborns.com. 
And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, same handle, Lake Country Newborns. Um, and we keep it light. We keep it fresh, tips, tricks, a lot of self-care. Um, and one thing that I've started featuring that people really seem receptive to is I've been um, highlighting for Real Fridays where I'm asking like some of my favorite local moms, I call living legends, to give us their top tips on their specialties. So like tomorrow it's gonna be featuring um, a mother of six right here in Lake Country. And I've highlighted some twins and there's lots more to come with that. So I really try to keep the, the content helpful for anybody. So cool. Maggie, thank you so much for joining me and everyone else who is out there listening. Make sure you connect with Maggie online. I will link all of her um, websites, handles in the show notes. And if you need help with sleep, you know to head over to lakecountrysleep.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll see you next time. If you found today's episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast helpful, relevant, timely, relatable, we hope that you subscribe to the show, follow along, leave us a five-star rating and review, and share this with your friends. Your ratings and reviews help grow the show so that we can bring this awesome resource to parents everywhere.